Hello and welcome to A Day Of, a podcast about Biffy Clyro. My name is Simon Dowling. So I am joined by Neil Pike, who is a poet and theatre producer and uh, a multitude of other things to talk about the song Sounds Like Balloons. And we'll start, as we always do, with me asking you, Neil, uh, can you tell us your Biffy Clyro story and how you got into Biffy? So I got into Biffy, I think it was February 2004, how clicking through Kerrang! magazine and saw that there hundred reason were playing Rock City. Yeah, fantastic band. I uh, I remember the tour well. <laughs> yeah, and I've so been at Rock I, City before, yeah. Yeah, so I remember, yeah, we're a big Unreason fan, so I went and then maybe a week later they put uh, for Fort Free for Clyro, so I, uh, I checked the Biffy song out. I think the first song I heard was uh, Questions Answers, which is still probably one of my favourite Biffy songs. Essentially, Simon, it's essentially Simon, uh, essentially Simon being pavement for three minutes and it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned that on the episode, but it is. Yeah, it's got that, um, you know, that pavement y jangly like, kind jangles, of Yeah, like indie rock, like, you know, sound to it. Yeah. Dead the gig here. Uh, I won't get a bother seeing Beeper Clive. I heard one song, but there were a guy at college who said he had because of Beeper Clive. So we went in the sea. <laughs> so we got the train. Not again. As we were walking up to uh, Rock City, we saw um, Biffy walking down to go to Selector Disc, as well, as, which was quite a famous record shop in Nottingham back in the uh, 90s and noughties. Yeah. So we first met, so I first met Biffy and, uh, and Simon Ticket, which uh, I think I still have somewhere, I hope. I have. I uh I do I've I've been a selected disc. My sister has lived in Nottingham since, um probably about well probably around two thousand and four or two thousand five, um obviously it closed maybe a few years after that. I think it yeah. closed in in the late noughties, didn't it? Two thousand and seven, um, I think. Yeah, so I think I went I went one or two times when I first visited her at university, and uh, it was a it was a fantastic shop. So I do not blame Biffy for for heading straight down there. But yeah, 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 yeah. So um, as you're walking back, you just see him carrying bags of records from Selected. I feel quite, which quite even. And then back to the gig, we got front row air. I remember him opening with, uh, well, the first time I heard it was. Uh, Is it like Bodies in Flight, maybe? Yeah, That'll Bodies in a, Flight, yeah. Yeah, that was a classic yeah, so, opener, yeah. Well, I first heard it just there, uh, Ben and. Uh, Simon screaming like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, I mean, especially when the only song you'd heard to that point is "Questions and Answers." You know, yeah. you'd be forgiven, forgiven for thinking that they were, you know, a, a pop band. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> so yeah, to see them tear into bodies and flight yeah. would be quite something. Yeah, and then that was amazing. You see, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, you see, that was. I think then thing the week after, I just went and bought every uh, what all three Biffy Clara albums to date. But yeah, but yeah, I just I've just got the set list up now, and it was yeah, uh, uh, Bodies in Flight, Into Fifty Seven, Eradicated Out, The Ideal Height, Jaggy, Question and Answers, and now The Ashen and Fire. So it was quite a varied set. Yeah, least. exactly. Yeah, got you know you've got your mellower like Ideal Height and Questions yeah. and Answers in there, and then you've got the 
you know, your face being torn off by, yeah, by like, Jaggy Snake and yeah, now yeah, the is on fire. Fifth of Jaggy were like, well, yeah, I remember Simon saying, yeah, we 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 were playing this uh, John Peel the week before, so we're going to play it now. Oh yeah, because I guess the album would have been, you know, just just due to come out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that John Peel session's great. That's the one where they played. Um, you can you go your own way as the yeah as the uh, other track as well. I think. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm remember having that. I remember having, remember finding that going away incredible. Yeah, I remember a few months a few months after that. Yeah, how an hospital. Uh, yeah, I turned Radio One on that night. Yeah, yeah, and they replaying the Biffy uh, set from uh, March, so that kind of uh, so that was quite a nice memory. So to see you alone, but you're in hospital, but, but you didn't did get the hip. So we uh, think it was Jaggy with, with a plum and uh, go the own way if, if memory memory fades on that set. Why that? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I know they definitely did uh, liberate at some point on John Peel, but I think that yeah. might have been this this session before. Uh, John Peel finds the name of the song rather hilarious, but so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, assuming you know, a lot of people who saw Biffy around that era kind of became immediate fans. And you've yeah. you've been a fan since how how many times have you seen them since 2004? Not actually, not actually because I kind of just because they're quite heavy. They didn't come to Nottingham very much after that, annoyingly. Yeah, Nottingham is is very similar to Newcastle in that it has kind of it's it's missing a venue of a particular size well, like yeah, it, um it, you know yeah. you, you either have big bands come yeah. and play the bigger rooms or you have small yeah. bands come and play small rooms it's that kind of middle academy size room that yeah. that is missing what city is i think 1800 which is fine but yeah uh, i think i've seen biffy not nine times i think 10 times yeah i mean if you ask most people which band they've seen the most. Most people won't have seen a band nine or ten times, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's still still incredibly impressive. Obviously, there are fans, you know, like me, who are in the 30s, and then I know people who have seen them in the 60s and 70s amount yeah. of times. But, you know, it, you can be for forgiven, particularly if you choose not to travel to see them. Because yeah. if I'd only seen them when they came to Newcastle, I, I too would have only seen them, you know, seven or eight times, I think. Uh, uh, um, uh, especially yeah. uh, 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 I saw them twice in a week in 2011 yeah I mean there's yeah again that's another another classic trait of a Biffy fan is to is to go and see yeah. them as many times as they can in a in a short span <laughs> for trying to pick a live for, for, for trying to pick a Biffy uh, favourite moment when they were the most consistent live bands I've ever, ever seen if not probably the most consistent live band I've ever seen yeah I mean obviously that that first 2004 show you know secured you into the into the biffy yeah. fandom did you see them many times kind of that early on did you see them no, around yeah, puzzle yeah, 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 yeah. i saw them i think i saw them twice around puzzle yeah, yeah i saw them the kerrang they did a kerrang tour in january 2007 if memory fails. yeah that's and that right yeah it was a great incredible well, 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 maybe one of the best time i've seen them but not the best there, and they play now. Yeah, no, not and I, I think yeah, you start playing now. Everyone, and it were like this is huge. Yeah, I mean, because that was well, that was the tour with yeah. with the Bronx, wasn't it? And, and yeah, the audition that obviously yeah, then subsequently you get and, Matt, uh, you get Matt yeah. on their song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can remember Matt being on Cushions that gig. If yeah, memory, yeah, and Matt just on Cushions screaming at me in the face, which was uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But the thing is, even even someone like Matt Cothran, like if he was on crutches, he's probably still a more energetic singer yeah. than, than a lot of a lot of people. You know, it wouldn't. Like, you know, the the things I've seen that man climb, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he would also climb them in a cast. Yeah, I have, I have a joint cheating, but I think I have a joint biffy uh, gig uh, paper, and they're both actually outdoors, which is uh, interesting. But uh, uh, so for, uh, 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 a band who have played small gig, I think two of the best I've seen them actually. One at the uh, Dysphonosphere in 2011. Yes, that was a great show, yeah. Yeah, and it was just one of the best I've ever seen them. They were just they were just so on fire. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I can remember playing Bubbles and the Bubbles coming out of Cannons. Quite a nice moment. Yeah, I mean, that was the 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 famous show where, where I was shocked by them playing Stress on the Sky, which I never, you know, one of those songs that I never thought I'd see see live again, and then yeah. they pulled that out. So where, yeah, where yeah, I, yeah. there was another outdoor show you said you'd see. Yeah, so it was Glasgow 2016. Ah, yes. So that was that when they did the, they just did three kind of Scotland Scotland shows, I think, didn't they? Or was I it... Was so it, a... it was around Leeds and Reading weekend. Yeah. Oh, was so it... Um... So they did Leeds, Reading and, uh, and Glasgow. Ah right. Was it a was it a festival? Was it that um that kind of tea in the park replacement festival uh, thing in Glasgow? Yeah, Transmit yeah, kind of, is it called? Yeah, perhaps? kind of. Yeah, I think it basically uh, Transmit. Yeah, and it was definitely uh, I'm gonna say one of the best the best I've seen of it because I think mainly because uh, I uh, I I well weren't we with my friends Hamish uh, we kind of won we bonded over three bands in twenty seven in two thousand six when we got. When we came friends, one with Alkaline Trail, one with Ruben, and the third one with Biffy. I mean, that is that's three great bands to bond. Yeah. <laughs> to all kind of have that cult, a cult following. I mean, obviously Alkaline Trio are arguably well in two thousand seven. Yeah. Alkaline Trio definitely would have been the most famous of the yeah. of the three, although they've been sidelined a bit by Blink One Two now, I guess. But um... yeah, so so, so <laughs> mainly, I think it mainly because of Hamish, yeah, that kind of bit of special and plus. The set list, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the kind of bit of, uh, I'm going to see if we can get, see if we can put a set list up, but yeah, and the set list were quite, where it kind of leads in, because the first three songs were Wolver Winter, we're living with a problem, and then into songs like Balloons. Yeah. I haven't got to so, open a gig. Yeah, I mean, it's, obviously sounds like Balloons isn't the, isn't the opening track from, from Opposites, but it's one of the most, you know, Kind of powerful songs from the, that first disc of first disc of Opposites. Yeah. I mean, I know you you'd said the reason you asked to to come on kind of any song from Opposites, but your first pitch to Sounds Like Balloons was because Opposites was a bit of a bit of a life changer for you. Do you yeah, mind yeah, uh, no, kind no, of explaining that? A bit of a gonna say a bit of a story, but gonna say I think when the yeah Opposites came out, yeah I was I was still a big Biffy fan, but I was a bit of a disillusion Biffy fan. Yeah, like a lot of us, like a lot of us were, I think. <laughs> because I expected Puzzle to, to I expected Puzzle to, to really be a one and done thing. To do a, it was one of two things that happened. They'd try it and go, yeah, that happened, but it's just going to go back to being weird now. But, 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 but I'm plus, oh, I'm plus, it does help, but that, for some reason, instead of lumping Biffy, instead of putting Biffy in the same scene as, say, Thursday, Ruby, kind of Brit Rock post hardcore scene. I, I, for some reason, yeah, I, I lumped them in with the American post hardcore lot. So you have uh, your Thursdays, your Prices, your Coheed, Vowell. 
from me, really, I, I, I put Biffy in that kind of category, who basically made one big album, then kind of got dropped by the record label. Yeah, yeah. What I affected Biffy to do. No, I mean, Puzzle was Puzzle was certainly a breakout success. I think even, you know, even the guys themselves were were a bit taken aback by the the response to to Puzzle. Um obviously it's a lot easier to kind of make it and kind of maintain that level of fame in the UK as opposed yeah. to America, but you know, it's still it's still certainly, I mean, I think I mentioned it in in the episodes for Only Revolutions, but the kind of jump in fame between like 2007 and then 2010 when only revolutions or 2009 is, is so, so huge. Like, you know, a lot of bands wouldn't even kind of survive that without losing a member yeah, or whatever, yeah. but, uh, you know, if you've managed yeah. it. But yeah, I remember them hearing Mountain were like, this is uh, kind of more the same, but, but at the same time, it's one of the best we've ever done. And that was the time, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 2013, uh, well, yeah, Hobbit came out on a, Right, I think the first, I think the first single off the release off of it was uh, uh, Black Chandelier, Black Chandelier, if I remember. Well, it was that they, it was the first, yeah, the first song yeah, the first, they released um, yeah. was Stinging Bell, but it just never became That's a single for Bell, some yeah. reason. Um, but, yeah, but I, the I, first, the first official single in that January was was Black Chandelier, yeah. yeah. Well, well, when the albums came out a few days, I didn't really want to listen to it, but thought, this is just going to be more of the same, isn't it? And then I remember buying Kerrang for some reason. I never knew, but I just thought, I just buy Kerrang. And then I thought, uh, I think it was 5K reviewing, if I remember. I remember, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to listen to it now. So, yeah, I remember the first few songs, the first few songs being different people, Black Chalice, Sound Like Balloons, and it was like, this, like, these are three of the best opening songs I've heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So it one of the moments that like we were kind of also at the same time my uh, grandmother were my last remaining grandparent sadly passed away uh, around that time as well. So it was a bit like see so yeah, and and that kind of and that that whole opposite album kind of like I don't know what it did. I think it because normally I think at the darkest time you do go you you do go for your uh, you you do go for your comfort blankets and. Uh, yeah, I'm Biffy. I would definitely put him a uh, biggest comfort blanket kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I mean, I, I don't know whether, obviously, I kind of decided to do this podcast last year after, I guess, a, a little bit falling out of favor with Biffy. And I think, you know, the mixture of like the anxiety and stress of lockdown and just, you know, life being a little bit more difficult than, than you know, you'd expect for then a celebration of endings to come out, it's done a similar thing to me. Like they've become so much, they've kind of become that comfort blanket again for me. Um, and I, I basically can't stop listening to them because they are, they're a bit of a, you know, they're holding me up like some sort of weird, I can't remember what the word scaffolding, I guess is the, is the word I'm, I'm looking for, you know, good as like iron brew, you know? So but yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I, I was saying for last year, last year were, I think Lassie Biffy were most played band on Spotify, and I said to myself, I am not shocked if we're going to be Biffy, and it was Biffy. Yeah, because yeah. They were, I listened to him hell of a lot, and he gave me about 2013. I thought it was the opposite. So when it came out, it was still like, this was good, but I think it was more the fact I've, uh, 2013 came on, it just got seemed to get, just it never seemed to change. I didn't really seem to get out of just the constant darkness, which is just like, just horrible 
grimmed out in the sport. But I'm briefly where they're kind of like, oh, imagine you're all free because you haven't say no, you've you 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 you're, you're fine. You, you you got this. So I, I'm I'm 2013 is also the same year I uh, really started writing poetry and got into got into the scene. So I think basically I think I blame Biffy for keeping me going too much. So much so that I'm actually, that I'm actually where I am now because I was because I was listening to Biffy so much and uh, kind of because speaking of opposites now I can't listen to it very much. I I have to listen if I'm feeling in a really good mood. Yeah, I guess it perhaps is a little bit too evocative of that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a very evocative tool music. You know, it's um, it it can you know you hear a song that you heard in high school or whatever, and it takes yeah. you back to those moments straight away. So I can imagine if if you hammered opposites at that you know at that particularly dark time, then you might not necessarily want to listen to it all the time. I mean, I I said in in a really weird way, um, obviously com- kind of unrelated, but. In the first in different people um i'd started running when this song came out so literally when whenever different people come up comes on my heart rate like skyrockets mm-hmm. and i want to run because all i did I to when i listened to this album was was kind of go go running and um, even if it was only for half an hour like the first kind of six tracks of of this album are so ingrained yeah. in my head as being the songs that i yeah, run yeah, to yeah. that it yeah. makes me feel weird yeah i uh, last minute i went and uh, last minute of I mean, last minute decision. Me and my friend went to see Biffy uh, play Shepherd Arena on the uh, Opposites tour, and I weren't one of them. Maybe like, it, it's a gig, so I'll go. But I weren't really overly. Uh, I wasn't very really fussed for me, really, and it's probably in the top three Biffy gig we've been to, aside Shepherd and uh, no, yeah, but the outdoor shows because it was just. Again, I think at the top of my head, I think I'll, I'll get the set list, but I think about thirty songs. Yeah, they, they played a long, a long time, and the, you know that was the played a day of on that tour which yeah. was which was a real a real treat because it was a song that I'd, I'd never seen until until that point yeah I've, yeah i've just got to sell it up now and uh different people into that golden rule it was yeah no sorry 26 songs yeah i mean still 26 songs i mean that's yeah you know when you release a double album you're gonna want to show as much of it off as, yeah. as you can yeah so i think yeah if you're gonna say biffy i think after then i have to keep me going especially well, they are for emergency. One of them kind of the lyrics, one of them, a few loose on the lyrics are kind of not really there, but kind of really reply. But, uh, but the loop kind of repeat them ahead and kind of just listen to them a lot. And uh, Glasgow uh, again, seen a fairly song regret. Wolves like when they're in the different, and they sound like believing in different things. Even a lot of time about blues, really, <laughs> because it's basically oh, because it starts off. New Biffy, and then it got, and then it got some really fiddly old bit. It got some really fiddly Biffy bits that shouldn't really work in a song, but somehow make them work. They do that a lot on on opposites. There's there's yeah. a lot of songs that um feel like they could have perhaps chunks of them have been written earlier, or they'd possibly been written during Only Revolutions or Puzzle, or even older. You know, someone as prolific as Simon is going to write a lot of riffs, yeah. and I do feel like Sounds Like Balloons is one of those ones where it's like maybe a simplified version of, of something that they played a long time ago. But um I mean do you obviously as as a poet, do you do you see Simon Neal as an influence in your in your poetry? Like obviously uh, he's a he's a very poetic songwriter yeah, uh, lyric I, writer, I, I guess. I don't know. It's not really good. I I never really I have never really sat down with the five lyrics because I think of lyrics uh, half at the time is just like what the hell are you singing about? 
Yes, yeah, yeah, I've certainly found that <laughs> when yeah, I've been but, trying to analyse them. Yeah, because uh, I remember listening to a podcast with Simon a few months ago, and he was talking about, uh, I think, well, maybe little hospitals, we were attending Baby yes, Lemonade, and yeah, yeah, and it is, like, yeah. Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and one of them thing about it, but did he use lyrics for that? Like that metaphor's absolutely incredible. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it is. I write, I tend to write a lot of metaphors, and Simon uh, Malik may have uh, kind of rubbed off on me in, in a way that I didn't really think about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, particularly the song "Sounds Like Balloons." I mean, to me, I think. You know, some some of the lyrics are very strange. You know, do you want to touch my bulbous head and and, and things yeah. like that? But I feel like the song has a has a definitive message. To me, it's about like, um, it's similar to that proverb about how like you know, if you plant a seed, it's your children yeah. that are it's a, your children that are going to be sitting under that tree kind of thing. Obviously, I butchered that proverb there, but it's along those lines. And to me, that's kind of what sounds like balloons is about. It's about like building something that. You know, once you're finished, we'll go on and on to quote the, you know, to yeah. quote the song. I think it's also actually the lyrics now. I think it's kind of they're a bit cheesier, but it's kind of a metaphor for kind of my life at the time. It was just basically just dead and kind of just needed rebuilding. I, 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 I started writing poetry and going to a, the poetry collective. I did, and I kind of like building myself back up again. So it kind of like if it that way, it one of them songs that were like I built, they've built myself back up again. Yeah. About that way. yeah, I mean, it certainly has, you know, tints of that, you know, there's the, you know, the sections about like the basement's gone and they've done a, yeah. dug up all our land, which certainly reflect that kind of like, whatever you had, you are, you're, you're kind of in a low, a low state and then yeah. Yeah, you, you can build yourself back up again and stay strong and carry on and things. It's a very positive, positive song. But yeah, that's the thing, Phantom Rapids album, if one name, if it got some really positive songs and then we've got some songs uh, Musically, just very dour. Like, I'm I, 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 an emergency. I do find that I do find that song hard to listen to musically because it's so like itchy and a bit depressing. It's quite hard to get listen to that one. But they're both my favourite songs. But it does make me feel weird every time it comes on shuffle. That one. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the the fog as well, which is like yeah. a really dark kind of you know gothic song, you know, electronic song. Um, you know, there's certainly, I mean, the the first disc of of opposites kind of the whole treaty of it is that it's a it's a it's reflecting on darkness you know what i mean so the songs themselves certainly do fit that fit that profile yeah i i have i've only seen biffy five every time from the song we're most looking to hear of actually song from the opposites because it's still because it's nice with your drink a hand and just scream along to them because it's incredible <laughs> well i find biffy Live an incredibly, incredibly cathartic experience anyway. But especially them songs, it's uh, perhaps even more so. Yeah, I mean they've got like one thing that Opposites does is they've really perfected their like huge chorus. You know the massive kind of yep. sing along, like easy to follow. You know there's there's loads of them. Like, this song, you know, the jokes on us, like biblical. Yeah, Victory well, over yeah, the sun. Yeah. They've all got the big the big kind of sing alongs in them. Well, yeah, I'm. Remember when I saw uh, because uh, I remember when I saw 2011, I saw him support Foo Fighters at Milton Keynes for a week before Sonosphere. Yeah, and they played jokes when I was there, and they were like, again, this is massive and a bit weird. 
I love it. Yeah, I mean, that was the I wasn't at that gig, but the first time I heard that song was uh, was you know just someone uploading a, a clip of it to YouTube before even knew what the song was called. You know what I mean? It was just like Biffy New song, and I was still still in the in the, the you know in the pattern of hunting out any new any new biffy i think mm. one of my friends my friends sent me that clip and i was like yep i'm gonna listen to this like straight away i still remember that just that final verse over the final chorus just like just ingrained in your head yeah i mean obviously it, it, it references the, the sand at the core of our bones and yeah, the land at yeah, the end of our toes know. which which were originally you know the, the titles of the album but are now just the titles of the titles of the discs and you know it, it's very it's obviously a, an important song to biffy for them to lift the the titles of the of the records yeah from it you know i never really noticed the other record i know it lived well I'm, I'm i'm not very good to be fair me lyrics i'm not very good at lyrics i mean really good or i just forget them yeah yeah which is you know there's an irony there for you being a poet because yeah. i presume you have to remember you know your own your own poems yeah, from yeah, time to time but i guess yeah. if you've written them it makes it a bit easier yeah yeah i think the whole writing and editing process is just kind of uh, just sticks in your head I mean, I can re- I can remember song lyrics that I wrote for a band when I was like, you know, thirteen. But on the same, if if you try to get me to sing a song, you know, on on the spot, I might not remember the lyrics. But you know, I'll remember some nonsense that I wrote a long time ago. Two years ago, I I did a one man show about my time at a special school, and I actually remember, I think I think something like three thousand words. Yeah, I'm gonna say that was a a bit of a stretch. Most nights I remembered probably about nine times of a minute, but well, basically, a lot of just remembering. But to be fair, for sure, I've written for a year, so quite a lot of it I kind of had because I've written edited. But it one of them shows, one of them things written like, well, you must remember these. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't you can't go out on stage because obviously you toured that show, and you, I know you did come to Newcastle, but obviously I didn't see it. But um, you know, when you tour in a show, you can't go out every night and you know ask for a line every every fifteen yeah, minutes. It, yeah. yeah it, but yeah, I was gonna say I do uh, five nights for uh, over a theatre. We we just one favourite venues in in, in uh, England. But uh, unfortunately for that whole run, I came down with a really bad cold. Yeah, that's typical. Always whenever you yeah. put on the whenever you're in the you know put on the spot and you need to, you need to do yeah, something no, 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 that you always no, get stricken. So, uh, so basically, most of them days it were staying bed till for literally. Apart from one day, I went set up. I couldn't. We were never here, so we literally. Stay in bed till three o'clock, get some, have a shower, get ready. I, I, I know that I didn't go to Alphabetti and, uh, yeah, because I was just so ill. But not ill enough, but I didn't want to cancel, but, but, but like, I still never felt, but, uh, but by the last gig, my voice would just sounded like Simon's after the tour. It was just great. <laughs> yeah, just completely scratchy yeah. and horrible. Yeah. I mean, is there, is there anything else you want to do? You want to talk about with with Biffy? Is there any other yeah, kind of gonna, memories yeah, think, or stories? I think one thing uh, last year I watched uh, probably like you. Uh, I watched the uh, live at Barrow's gig, and that's like one of the most. I think well, in terms of the, the, I've seen quite a lot that I'm streaming, but that definitely the best one because it was so Biffy, cause it was so inventive, but at the same time, but not gimmicky. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, you know, a, a lot of bands, I mean, even even pre-pandemic, you know, I'm always a bit reluctant to watch live DVDs or whatever of a band because if it's just them playing a show, then, you know, I don't I don't particularly want to just watch someone on a stage. But that was, you know, without that was so inventive and so like immersive. Um, you know, it's 
it's kind of my go-to version of the album that I listen to because um, it's just all all of the performances of the songs are, yeah. are so good. Yeah, I, I also am a performer. The one I'm even desperate to do now, I'm, I'm going to do a show from the uh, crowd now because because I love Little and Barrowlands, but half the time Simon just trotted onto onto crowd and just looked amazing. And yeah, yeah, yeah and also I think Simon is think not not lyrically so, but Simon a big influence I've created because they somebody who just doesn't like doing the same thing twice. Yeah, if I'm somebody yeah. I'm saying that I'm if invented because I remember listening to. Podcast with Renfrey Deadman, right at, I want to say, October? Something yeah, like that. yeah, it wasn't that long ago, yeah. Yeah, I knew, say, if working with Bennett and uh, Gamble, another bit from like, these are so bonkers, is like, primarily one of the biggest, say, rock stars in UK, the world, of actually making a grindcore album. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Is I like, mean, I know. I mean, the last the last person I can think of doing that was maybe like Daryl Palumbo when he did, you know, when they did United Nations, yeah. and even then, Glassjaw are much heavier band than than Biffy are, so yeah, it kind yeah. of it's more expected. But yeah, yeah, it's, so it's, yeah I'm, I'm very quite, much yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody who's also quite a big fan of Doomstar. Uh, I look with Tippy Toes. it's like, we're not getting nobody else to do do two projects with his mates, like so, like different because most supergroups have. Basically the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just starting another band that sounds like the band because yeah. it's basically like material that's been rejected by by the, the the main band or something. But yeah. Well, your mom knew Duke new album as well, allegedly. Yeah, I mean, my fingers have been crossed for that album for a for a very long time, and whether we'll whether we'll ever see it, I'm sure I should yeah, maybe I mean, message yeah, yeah. message Dragon and and Badger him to put it out. Yeah. But. Two things, well, that and also the Ellipsis B-sides as well, two things that are never going to come out ever. Well, I mean, you know, Ellipsis B-sides kind of became Balance Not Symmetry, I guess. You know, some of those oh, songs yeah. um, perhaps moulded into that. So, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get a proper Ellipsis, Ellipsis B-sides thing. Balance Not Symmetry, I do love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal album. I'm looking, looking forward to getting down to that. The one, another shock of that came out. I think he announced that a day before they that coming out. I think, or something. Yeah, like I, I I got a notification on spot. I was I was on holiday in France and uh, got a notification on my phone that there was a new Biffy Clyro album, and I was like, what? So you know, stuck it on straight away, and it, was, yeah, it came out the same. came out the same day as the National. But yeah, um, but, but yeah, but, but yeah, the National. Or, or, yeah, or, also the National one of my favorite bands. I I I, I love them to death. So I'm very happy. They were like two of my favorite bands releasing the album the same day. Were like, and and also, uh, also the same day there was a full of hell album as well. New full of yeah. hell album out. And and I mean, obviously the the national the album, album also a, also accompanied a film as well. You know, there's that yeah. short oh, yeah. Mike Mills film. So well, yeah, I'm a massive uh, national fan as well. So uh, you're gonna say yeah, yeah. You're gonna, that one favorite and national album that one. It's one of them albums. Fairfully like it, but it's uh, so good now. Well, thanks very much for for talking to me neil uh it's been an absolute pleasure and uh i'm yeah, so glad yeah. so glad you've, you're listening yeah i'm sorry it's a bit i'm sorry it was a bit of a rambly uh a bit of a rambly episode but yeah i just got a lot of thoughts about biffy a lot of random, oh, random i mean threads. yeah i mean you're the first person i think i think everyone else who i've who i've who i've spoken to has been someone that i kind of have approached um and reached mm-hmm. out to and, and so i just want to say thank you for kind of reaching out to me and asking to come on 
come on the we show. It means, it means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm forever being shameless. But, 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 but I just love Biffy. I, you've got, I could talk about Biffy all day, so like, it would be nice to talk for half an hour about one of my favourite bands of all time. Thank yeah, well, well, thanks again. And, well, you know, should the podcast continue after I finish all of the songs, then hopefully we'll be able to be able to chat again and maybe meet at a show one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got tickets for Glasgow, but that's not happening. No, I don't, with Glastonbury getting cancelled, I think it's a, a yeah. bit of a death knell for, for any of those big, big summer shows. But, you know, yeah, so hopefully we'll they're doing a arena tour or maybe they reschedule the small venue tour for November, but we shall see. Yes, we shall. Well, thanks very much again, thank Neil. Thank you for listening to A Day Of. My name's Simon Dowling. You can follow on Twitter at A Day Off Podcast and you can email a dayoffpodcast at gmail.com and please leave reviews on iTunes or wherever if you fancy it. You can also send in voice notes at anchor.fm slash a day off and you can also find links there to the podcast on all the different platforms. Again, thank you for listening.